up? What up? Welcome to the Crown and Stitch podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall with my guys Dexter and Keith to talk about some fitteds. We're going to talk about some side patches today, some what makes them good, what makes them desirable, what takes them over the top, what makes them must-haves. So before we get into that, what's good, fellas? How you guys doing? Yo, yo, yo. Squatchy gang in the building. White tee on. Squatchy gang, that's right. <laughs> Ready to roll. I wanted the black tee tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I, I got this olive hoodie on, and me and Nick were pre-production. I was like, "Y'all look like I'm like my all the colors washed out on my screen." But I was like, "I think I just got this dull ass olive hoodie on. This is making everything look because <laughs> the hat looks vibrant, right? It's yeah. Making a pot, making a pot. It's right yeah. here. It's like you know sepia tone from like 1930s or something." <laughs> all right. So before we get into the episode. I want to read, uh, we haven't done this yet, but we do it on the other podcasts within the sneaker history community and Zoss Notes and all that stuff. So uh, we got, uh, looks like five ratings on Apple right now, but I'm going to start with the first one. AJ3 back in the day says, great start. Rumors have been flying about this podcast in the Discord for months. Glad it's finally here. It all started with the kid for me too. Looking forward to more apps. Shout out to AJ3 back in the day. Just actually had him leave a review on the exhaust notes podcast as well so if you're enjoying the podcast not only make sure you subscribe on youtube but leave us a review on apple follow us on spotify wherever you're taking it in give us some feedback let us know how we're doing how we can improve because really we want to make this something that you really really enjoy so appreciate all of you that have done that so far though and uh thanks for the support we'll get into the future into uh, more reviews in the future episodes so you got if you got something interesting to tell us that's a good spot to do it so, what do, where do we start? We start with what we're rocking on head right now, I think. All right. Yeah, sounds good to me. Go for it, Keith. Uh, I showed this off maybe a few episodes uh, ago. This is the, I don't know if you can see the Corduroy Twins. This was from that mystery Corduroy pack. Let me see if I can get the, the side patch on there. Like you, Nick, it's always hard to tell what side of my head the side patch is on. I'm looking at the camera, but it's the, the 30th anniversary purple underbrim. Yeah, that's dope. Super dope. Yep. Corduroy. Can't, yeah, can't corduroy. corduroy. Yeah, Kirby Puckett, man. Yay. Seriously. Yep. <laughs> How about you, Dexter? All right, so I pulled this out last episode. This was my uh, kicks and fits with the uh, Jordan 1s. This is the uh, Seattle Pilots. Grape Swisher Sweet. I finally got the pin in. I don't know if y'all can see that, but it's a little nice. It's a little dude. He's high as hell. He's high as hell. <laughs> Does that have a chain on it too? Yeah, it's a chain. So like he's like like a balloon. Like this is his head. He's what? high as hell with the chain. That's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Where that's a hat club one, right? This actually uh, was a free order, so it just showed up like three, oh, four days ago. Yeah, got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was uh I, I saw Hat Club was talking on, on Twitter about pre-orders because people were asking about when are when are pre-orders gonna come back. But still seems like the uh the old supply chain has been struggling, so they're still just kind of making it work with with how things are delivered as they are. So um kind of forget because you just see so many releases that there's all this stuff going behind the scenes that it's been a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it's like all the hats that they dropped now, they they planned like probably 
a year plus ago. Yeah. Just now landing. Yeah, totally. Issues uh, across seas. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I'm rocking the King's hat. It's basically a uh, black little infrared pinkish orange. Got the, uh, let's see, 50th or sorry. Yeah. What is that? NBA 50th anniversary on the yep, side. And then the uh, Mitchell and Ness on the back. And then it's got the big NBA logo on the back of the head. I'm not a big fan of like the massive logo on the back, but what can you do when the colors are right? It's just one of those things you just overlook. You got to overlook something sometimes because the rest of it's too good. Got to do it. Yeah. But all right. So this episode, we want to talk specifically about side patches. And I think uh, this is probably going to be an, an ongoing conversation because inevitably like new shit comes out that we all love that like we don't even think about right now. So we want to talk about some of the ones, some of the side patches that we really like, some of the must-haves for ourselves, but also some of the things that just make a side patch actually good, regardless of whether you're into the team or not. But um, I think uh, we we all kind of come come you know as Giants fans to this to this conversation. So there might be some overlap in some of the patches that you see, but we can all give a little bit of a, a little bit of our own insight as to why it's special to us. So. I don't know. When do you guys want to start us off with one of them that you got? What you got, Keith? Uh, let's see here. I know I pulled this hat out last episode, but this oh, is the man. 59 All-Star Game Pirates. Got the little oh, that's epic. knife in his mouth and the nice mustache. Me personally, I'm a sucker for like big side patches. Like, I want that shit to take up damn near like half the side <laughs> of the head. So... I don't know why I, I gravitate towards stuff that has big side patches and, you know, ones that are easy to color block. You know, if you can get in a lot of, a lot of different colors and you know, the, the intricate details, the, the metallic threading, it just kind of makes it pop a little bit more for me. So I tend to lean towards, you know, the, the larger side patches. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I'm just going to jump into one, into one of mine real quick because of that. So this is a, uh, you know, a, a, Giants, I don't know, kind of like a Notre Dame fighting Irish. It's basically just the uh the year 2000 patch, right? And so I love the patch, but my beef with it is actually on this hat specifically, you can hardly read what's going on because of the metallic. Like the gold is beautiful, but you can't see that it's, you know, the inaugural inaugural year 2000 or whatever. It's really difficult to read, which I think kind of to your point, right? Like that's one thing that for me, like I want to be able to read it and I want to be able to see it. And like, it's gotta be very, like, very like clear to me. I know that's not the right terminology, but like, you know, I gotta be able to like, look at it and be like, Oh, that's what it is kind of. And I'll get into some of my other favorites, but that's, that's one of those things that I don't think people take into account because especially if you're into hats, you already know some of these patches, right? Like we probably all could think of patches that we have multiples of on a hat, but sometimes the colors just don't pop the right way for you to actually see the depth of that, that logo on the side. And for me, that's like the most important part, right? Like having the, having the, like, you know, like the vibrancy of it, you know, like I don't necessarily need it to be as big, but if it's, if it's not, you know, if it's shrunken down and you can't see it because the threading is just not, you know, fine enough, it, it's frustrating to me. So, 
That's a, that's a good point to bring up. I feel like too, sometimes with like the quality of the stitching, you can tell sometimes like I have a couple hats where, you know, the quality of the side patch, like the, of the actual stitching is not as good and it kind of like washes out and, you know, it's, it's not as defined as it should be. And I feel like that, that definitely makes a difference too, for me sometimes when I look at a side patch, like it's just the actual craftsmanship of the hat. Yeah, that's a good point. So speaking of the color blocking in the hat, I'm gonna pull out this one because this is like perfect, right there. That oh yeah, polo grounds yeah. right there. You can see everything. 1905 is a little is a little off, but I mean, I'm pretty sure. I think this is accurate to what their hats kind of looked like back in 1905. So they don't have to play around with the colors too much. But that is just fucking gorgeous. Yeah, that's. Especially when Same. I'm walking around and people think I have a, a Yankees hat or a Mets hat on. I'm like, sir, <laughs> you have a seat, sir. Let's talk. I'll teach you something. Well, and, it, and it's funny, too, because, like, to your point with that, like, it's just, like, it's not overcomplicated, right? Like, I love the details, but, like, you have to be able to understand the details and, and like, see the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. That pirate's patch is the perfect example of like, I would say what is like generally would be like an oversized patch, right? Like it's, it's a little bit bigger than normal, but like the details make it to where you want it bigger. You want people to be able to see all of those little intricacies because they actually pop off really nicely because it's not too complicated. The colors don't like, you know, blend is not the right word, but sometimes, you know, like colors, like sometimes hats look great with colors that are, more are similar in palette you know like where i think of like clothing wise right like i i'm very much like you know blacks whites and and color pops right like I, i'd rather keep it simple but you know stuff like you know kind of to to dexter's point like the olive hoodie right and the shades of that and some of the stuff that like i don't know fear of god yeezy some of those brands where they do like 10 different colors that are just slightly off. If you put all those together in, in an outfit, it looks super dope because you don't have little pieces. But if you put all that together in one little logo, it's almost impossible to like actually see what it's all about because there's not enough separation, you know? And, and to your point with that Polo Grounds one, you know, it just, it just pops, right? Like everything you need to see comes right out at you from it. And I think that's like perfect. Like, I don't know if you can get better than that almost. So. seriously like it's mm -hmm. up there what else we got are we, are we just gonna swing it back around yeah let's do it swing back speaking of yankees i know that wasn't the yankees hat dexter but this is another one of my favorite side patches right here yeah, that's, that's, the that's... 75th world series man keith wasn't joking about these oversized patches he's <laughs> as big as they get <laughs> and the thing i like about this one too is they have that royal blue in there and it I barely yeah. ever see any hats with the royal blue undervisor, but I don't know. It's just, you know, a little bit different than most Yankees hats. And, you know, the, the royal blue on the side patch and on the undervisor, it kind of, I don't know, it just makes it pop and accentuates the the actual color of the side patch, especially with the with the gold metallic, you know, stitching around the outside. Yeah, that's a good touch. Good touch, definitely. All right, so I was telling these guys before that – um you know, we used to talking about fitness. We used to talking about baseball because baseball is 
they, they started the, 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 the hat, the cap that you wore on the field. Well, I have this Seattle Seahawks hat that has a 10-year Seahawk patch on there. Well, that's actually a really dope logo, too. Right? You don't get yeah. to see this too often. This is, and you know, just a nice little basic NFL shield, you know? Yep. So something like that, you know, where it's 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 the it's the old school logo, you know, but 10 years just can't, you know, I don't think I've ever seen that side patch. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I definitely haven't seen it, but that's that's super dope. I mean, it's kind of interesting because like you don't really see like even with this King's hat, right? Like it's it's pretty uh like that's a pretty basic nba logo right it's not like special to the team yeah i think there's you know i've got a couple of those with the sacramento proud on the side but like it's just text it's nothing unique but i'm surprised that we haven't seen more fitteds for the other leagues go down the path of like side patches and stuff because all the leagues at least in america all the leagues go crazy with with like the very like special patches and pins and all that stuff, you know, all-star games and, you know, world championships and Super Bowls and all that. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I wonder if that's I wonder if that has more to do with the brand that has the deal. Right. Because. New era might not have the rights to make all NBA team hats. Right. Like it might be very specific, kind of like the this is a Mitchell and Ness hat, right? Mitchell and Ness has had, you know, retro basketball, you know, locked down for many, many years. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting one. It's probably something along those lines. Yeah. Like licensing and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't have access to historical stuff like that. Probably. Yeah. They probably probably try and negotiate it. It's like, yo, we, we, they're killing us, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Give us, yeah. give us everything. Well, and and then you got like somebody like Lids coming in and just flipping everything on, flipping everything on its lid. That was terrible. But <laughs> like, it, sorry, I wasn't even thinking about it. But yeah, like it's it's you know they're. I ha- I hate to be so disparaging towards a, a, a company, but I feel like they are like the Walmart of of, you know jerseys and hats and and like licensed sports apparel like they just they take away all the uniqueness they make it the most kind of bland and and you know it, it clearly became like just super like the everything became about the profit involved as opposed to like let's make some quality shit and like you see it in the jerseys if you've got if you've ever bought a fanatics baseball jersey especially or some of the NBA stuff that they've done, the quality of the stuff is just like so disappointing for what you're used to as someone who is really passionate about it. You know, like, you know, a Mitchell and Nestor's, you might cost you $300, but you're going to be wowed when you pick it up because it's yeah. so damn heavy and so damn nice and double stitched, triple stitched, you know, every detail is on point. And, you know, sometimes it's worth paying that crazy price. Sometimes it's not. But like when everything that comes from a company ends up being kind of washed out and, you know, a little just disappointing. I don't know, man. I just feel like it's not it can't be good for it, for the direction of everything. If everything keeps yeah. falling under fanatics. But 
Like if you go buy a Brandon Belt jersey right now from Fanatics, basic one, you know, not nothing, anything crazy, just a basic jersey. And then you buy a Mitchell and Ness Will Clark jersey. It's like night and day. Yep. You can tell totally. the difference for sure. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll hop into another one here. Like this one you've seen on, on that before, but uh, this is the 60th anniversary. Let me fix this real quick so I can sh- actually show you. This is the 60th anniversary for the Giants. So you know, if, if, you're, if you're from or around the Bay ever, right? Perfect. You, you, you know, like that Golden Gate Bridge. Anytime you get the Golden Gate Bridge in the logo, you know, it's, well, I take that back. Anytime other when other than when Nike does the, the, the Connect jerseys, oh, it's, it's a good thing. Those it's a great thing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of those. Uh, mainly because that logo that they did was very much like a, I don't want to say they just straight ripped it off, but it was really, really close to the stuff that Benny Gold did for years as a streetwear brand in, in San Francisco. So that was a little disappointing, but I think generally speaking, that 60th anniversary is probably, is probably, I would say third or fourth top, top tier for me in terms of like side patches. I got a question real quick before we jump into the next one. How do you guys feel about loser patches? Like say, for example, having like a, um, like a 1999 World Series patch on a Braves hat instead of the Yankees. I know a lot of people kind of like shun that and uh, they don't give that much credibility to be wearing like a side, like a World Series winner or World Series side patch on on the losing team's hat. Do you guys have any yeah, opinion on that at all? One close right now. I got a bunch of losers. <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> technically, Dexter's got you got you got the the 89 one right. I have I have A's and Giants, yeah. I have yeah. winners and a loser, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can understand where people feel on that, and, and you know, like if if you're a fan, right? If you're a Yankees fan, in your in your example, you know, hey, we won, you know, like that's bragging bragging rights. We get to wear that, but at the same time, as a as a Giants fan who, you know, went through the heartache. For many many years i mean shit you got to celebrate the wins when you can and, and not all the wins are world series wins sometimes it's just getting there that's yeah. a winner you know because it used to be back in the day was about winning the pennant if you yep. won your league that was almost a victory in itself then it was like mm-hmm. all right then you go on and if you win the world series great but like no we won we beat everybody in our league you know yeah well in and, and like i mean if we're being frank, like I'd rather beat the Dodgers than anybody else in the American league. Like that's, you know, when the giants and the Dodgers play in the, in the playoffs, to me, that's the most important series of the year. I know that there's bigger trophies and bigger pay payouts for, for the world series, but you know, I, especially as somebody who's lived it's in the Bay and in LA and have friends on both sides of that battle, like that's where we, are really, really passionate. We get into it, you know, and, and I've said this before probably, but like the, the, the love hate relationship with, with the Dodgers and the giants for me is what makes it so good. Right. Like I, I can't imagine, and and this is just me luckily, you know, 
coming out the womb in Northern California, I guess, and becoming a Giants fan. But like, to me, like being able to go through, you know, hundred some odd years of, of these battles between these two teams and reminiscing and like, you know, I'm a Giants fan for life, but like, I would also be totally disappointed if I didn't have the Dodgers to hate, you know, like that rivalry drives my love for the, for the Giants as much as anything else, because we're so close, right? Like, you know, I mean, we, we all know people that are bouncing back and forth between the Bay and LA every week, every day, you know? And I think that's very much like a, a, a lifestyle thing that not a lot of people get to, you know, like you get the subway series in New York and you get, you know, like the Chicago the Cubs, White Sox battles, but like outside of that, like even down in Texas, you know, the, the teams are spread out a little bit more. You don't have like that, like, you know, they're not spread out necessarily in distance, but they're not as like, they're not as head to head longtime rivals. So for me, like I kind of view it through that lens of, you know, like, like Dexter said, you know, a pennant's a pennant, you know, like we get to, we get to have that flag at the top of the pole in the outfield all season long because we won the pennant. doesn't matter what we did after, but you know, I totally understand it too. Like that's kind of where you would, you would be able to poke and prod, you know, like in one hand, like, yeah, like I want the bragging rights for the giants, but you know, if the giants, if the giants won, you know, let's say somehow there was a giants Dodgers world series and the giants won, I'd want to see people wearing the Dodgers with that world series patch, just so I could talk some shit. <laughs> exactly. You got to have that villain, right? Yeah. No, I asked too. Cause like I have a, a Niners hat with the patch from the last super bowl. And it's like, Man, after getting your heart ripped out after they lost, it's like, man, that hat doesn't even go on my head anymore. It's like every time I look about it, it's like PTSD or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. But what's wild about the the loser and winner patch situation is, like you said, Keith, a lot of people are like really kind of specific and they're kind of like, yo, like, why did you make this one with that? You know, yada, yada. But nobody says that about the Giants patch. Like you rarely see a 1990 uh, World Series patch when the A's got swept, right? Yep. I don't think I've ever seen one. I've seen one or two, but it's rare. Like people don't really make that money, but they make this patch. This is this is everywhere. I have like nine hats with this patch on there, multiple colors and everything. And this is like this is perfect, right? That's so good, yeah. But it's fucking perfect. It's perfect. And the 1990 patch is the same, you know, uh, font, World Series, you know, little uh, diagonal uh, cursive writing and everything. It doesn't say Battle of Bear have the, the bridge on there. But this is like, this is by, by far my favorite patch. This is it. This is, yeah. yep. this is it right here. To me, that's perfection. Yeah, it I mean, much better than that. Yeah, for, for me, and that also, one's for you children it. out there. It's on the left side. Yeah, good point. So you got to point that to out. To which we think that that means because this is was a this is what they wore. This is green underbill, white guts. Is how the hats were back in the like. This is what if you went to buy a hat and candlestick, this is what that hat would look like. It wouldn't have that patch on there. The jacket would have a patch, or you buy a pen with the patch. But this would be that hat. So we assume the reason why it's on the left side is because this is an authentic game worn ish, as close as you can get to historic. You know. 
accuracy. But um, if we're wrong, put it in the comments, please. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, I mean, that one's definitely one of my favorites just because uh, the, the family story, my grandparents being at the game, like, you know, my grandma had, you know, I mean, unfortunately, she passed a few weeks ago, but my dad still has the concrete from like Section 53 up there in the outfield a candlestick because it literally crumbled right there next to like literally like five, six seats down from them was where it split. And you could go back years later and the rails were shifted like a, a solid four or five inches, because what are you going to do? You've got this giant concrete stadium. You can't change. You can't change that stuff. You know, it was just like, Hey, smooth over the, the concrete that broke apart and, and, you know, open up the ticket stands again. Let's get the people back in here, you know, but yeah, it was, that was a wild time. And, and, you know, such a, you know, such an interesting kind of point about baseball, like the world series stuff, you know, like to, to Keith's point, I don't want to wear like a 2002 world series patch, you know, like that's, that's heartache, man. Like that's like, you know, the, the era that the giants should have won a title and just couldn't make it happen, you know? And it's a damn shame. Cause bonds was insane. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Crazy. He had like what a 500 foot home run. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess to, to that, to that extent, uh, this is another, another good one for this conversation. This is the tell it goodbye patch. 1960 to 1999 for Candlestick Park. Um, That's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I mean, I. It's crazy. Like I, I really. Uh, it sounds like I go to a lot of games, but honestly, like I, I go to like a couple every year, usually if I can. But I've been at like some of the craziest, or my family's been at some of the craziest, and you know, it's, it's like. That to me, you know, the tell it goodbye patch. I went to the last, my dad is a huge Beatles fan, huge, huge Beatles fan. I went to the last show, the last Paul McCartney show at Candlestick when they, when they closed it down, because, you know, it was like my dad had gotten tickets. I wasn't even living here at the time or living in California at the time. And I flew back home to go because it was like, oh, last show and it's Pops' favorite, you know, like I can't miss that. That was if if you don't know, like the Beatles last show as a group happened at Candlestick Park, you know, 50 years back. So or 40 years back. So I guess it is 50 years now. But um, those kind of moments, you know, like are super poignant to me. And like the, the, you know, the Battle of the Bay hats, like all the paraphernalia from that, you know, like I just uh, this might be too much of a rabbit hole, but like my. Both my grandpa and my grandmother passed within the last three weeks, four weeks now. Um, and I've been going through pictures and going through, you know, just dealing with that and processing that and found a picture of me wearing a Battle of the Bay T-shirt, you know, that my grandparents sent me because I was living in Oregon at the time. And, you know, it was just a crazy it was it was so different because I was 10, but I was diehard watching the games every game. And we were out in the yard, me and my my brothers and my stepdad were out in the yard playing baseball and I kept running in the house to, to check, to see, you know, we were in Oregon and, and uh, you know, 
you don't really think about it as a kid because you're just like, oh, it's not on. It's still commercials. I'm going to go back out and play a little bit more, right? Get a couple more swings in. And I kept coming back in and like it was it was like almost always on commercials. So finally, I like look it up and I'm like, oh, it's supposed to have started like 20 minutes ago. But how'd you look it up? Like a actual TV guide, like out of the newspaper thing, <laughs> exactly. like the like yeah, like no, yeah, we didn't have anything else. Um, it was like it wasn't the TV guide. We didn't have the TV guide. That was too baller for us. But like you know, like the paper ones that came in the paper that you pull out every Sunday and hold yeah. for the week or whatever, you know, two weeks, whatever it was. But yeah, like I mean that that was one of those things where like to me, those moments, you know, being able to tie something that I'm super passionate about. And have the family ties and the friends and like conversations with you guys about it. Like take away all the design factors of, of what a patch looks like. You've you got to find the ones that speak to you. That's, that's it for me, right? Like if you made it to Yankee stadium, the OG Yankee stadium, if you, or if you went the first year that the new stadium was out and you're a Yankee fan, you got to get something to commemorate that, right? Like those are the ones where you like, now I'm going to go hard with this because I feel like to, to Dexter's point, you know, like I've probably got at least five or six of the tell it goodbyes. And I probably got at least, man, maybe five or 10 of the battle of the bays throughout the years. Right. Cause every time it pops up, it's like, well, I should probably just get it. You know, like I always wear them and you know, can never have too many of them. So, um, but yeah, like a little bit of a rant there, but I think that like, to me, the most important thing is just, having your personal connection to it. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a sports connection. You know, like you can have uh, a team that you're, you know, casually a fan of, but then the story might come after you get the patch, you know, like Keith might end up in Pittsburgh one day, like, yo, check this out. Finally got to see PNC park. And like, I'm wearing the hat, you know, like those are, those are experiences you'd never forget. I think that's the most important part about, you know, the whole journey for fitteds and, and, you know, how you live your life, in my opinion, but it sound like I'm preaching right now. <laughs> if I make it out there, I'll be wearing that hat and a Will Clark jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a Bonds Pirates jersey. That'd be cool. Okay. Yep. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're, we're about at time. You guys want to, you got some new pickups to talk about? I got one. All right. Let's do it. This is from the oh exclusive fitted uh, munchie yeah, pack part two. One thing about this, and I will say this because we're on the side patch conversation, is I kind of don't like when the main logo mimics the side patch logo. On this one, I don't know. It doesn't bother me too yeah. much, but because they're both insanely great logos. Yeah. yeah now this this one this one I could deal with. Uh, this is a. A Starbucks inspired Padres hat, and I love that green color. I got a Giants hat that has that same green color on it, and I don't know, it's just beautiful. I, I was trying for the other Padres one, it's the like the 1992 logo, and it has like the 92 All Star game patch on it. And uh, this was kind of like a, a buy that I did because I couldn't get the other one, the other one sold out instantly, and I was kind of pissed off. And I'm like, oh, that one's still there, let me grab it, but I'm happy I did. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. You got something, Nick? I got I got something. Um this is a little ASMR action for you. I love how all your new pickups are 
still either in in the bag or in the box. Yep. <laughs> he does the unboxing new pickup. Hey, one day I'll get to doing unboxings on the channel, but this is a uh, Hat Heaven Giants uh, 80s logo with the 84 patch. Uh, crazy enough, I was going to say earlier when you were talking about the, the Battle of the Bay, um, I, so I've like, since about high school, I've had, I'll have to dig it out. I've had an 84 all-star game patch that I got. So, so for me, that's like mid nineties. Right. So like I bought the patch and I was going to say, it's interesting because the battle of the baby and on the left side makes me think about like back in the day you could buy patches and when you would go to the games you would see people especially the old crazy dudes with like pins all over their hats or like tons of patches sewn in and so like i can't remember how i got that but i've had it and i've been saving it and then at, the, at some point it was like well once i started seeing it pop up i don't really need to put it on anything i'm just gonna hang on to it and have it as its own thing but it's it's cool to see that evolution too of like it's like customizing before customizing was a thing right and yeah. you know you don't really think of it in that way but like back in the day you know those commemorative patches you like to your point about like being in you would go into candlestick and you would find that green underbrim and like your on-field hat at that moment in 89 but you could buy the patch to put on a jersey or a hat or a jacket for the battle of the bay and it's kind of evolved into pins right now like pins are the thing that you go after separately and kind of collect alongside of fitteds which is interesting so but yeah that's that's my latest from hat heaven um joe put me onto that one shot me a text so thankfully i was able to get it before it sold out thank you joe i think i feel like joe you're gonna hear me uh thanking joe in in almost every episode because he I'm just appreciative of him. That's all I can say. That's the assist master right there. Yeah. Yep. John Stockton. Yep. <laughs> you got any new pickups, Dexter? Also a hat heaven. Oh, nice. Yes. 2012 World Series World Champions. So a little, little baby blue with the orange. Might be a kicks and fits for these coming soon. But uh, yeah, you know, not, not nice crazy one. over this logo, but you know, this is why we won our championships with it. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> Can't complain about that. I feel like you don't see that logo, uh, that side patch often either. I've only nope. you know seen that a handful of times. It's not one of like the mainstays as far as giant side patches. So that's that's cool. It's pretty unique. Yeah. Do we we want to do a kicks and fits before we get out of here? Let's do it. Yeah, we, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Keith hop on and, and, and take over then. All right. Today we have True Blue Jordan 3s. And oh, that's Blue Jays. Yeah. That's... Just like the red hits from like the inside of the tongue and on the jump man right there. And uh, Plot Twist. Snapback. Oh, all right. 
I haven't pulled one out yet, so I figured I was like, man, we can't go with the fitteds all the time. No, no, no. You know that that's like that's like something I I would expect to see uh, from John Ratner. You know, we got to get him on and have him talk <laughs> talk about yep. that because it's up there up there near Toronto. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't have I don't have my actual shoes with me, but you can imagine this hat that I'm wearing right here with some infrared nineties. I also got the the orange, the total, what is it? The total orange, is it total orange. I forget what orange it is. Air max nineties, uh, kind of goes with both. Cause it's kind of got both colors on it, which is a weird thing to, to say and think about, but I was wearing the infrareds today. So that, that's why I got this hat on. Um, but yeah. Next time you got to wear one of each shoe. You need the total orange on one foot and the infrared 90 on the other. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man. What do you got? What do you got, Dexter? <laughs> so this Orioles hat right here, gold oh, yeah. ears. The big 1960, what is that? 66 World Series logo with a little birdie on there. And uh Jordan 11 cap and gown. You know, black with black. All black out. Yeah, that's all good. All black, all black, all black. There we go. Yeah. I approve of the large side patch too. Very nice. Humongous side patch, yes. <laughs> right. All right. What else we got before we get out of here? You got anything obscure for us, Dexter? I do. You're gonna have to cut away from me though, Nick. Talk to the people. Give me 30 seconds. All right. All right. <laughs> so Dexter will be back. But uh I think if you have not. Make sure that you subscribe to us on YouTube. Join us in the Discord, Sneaker History Discord. It's kind of a combination of the shows that we're doing. So we've got Sneaker History podcast talking about kicks every week. Uh, we've got some good interviews that just dropped and another one coming for that one. And then we've got Exhaust Notes, which is a, uh, a Formula One podcast. But all of those kind of communities exist in the same place in the discord, right? So there's a lot of crossover. So what I love about it is that you can learn a lot from all these different things. So like you might not be into fitteds right now. You might not be into formula one right now, but we're going to mix it up and I'm going to start bringing out some hats from formula one, which are going to be even Ooh. more interesting. So we're going to get some, some, some creative connections between all of these things that don't seem like they're really connected, but uh, I think hey, we got hey. extra back. So, have you seen the fitted channel and the and the Discord popping off though? Yeah, it's been it's, going they, good. They've been they've been going yeah. hard in there. Yeah, yeah. All right, Dex, are you ready? I'm ready. All, All right. right. So it's a regular black beanie, right? In case it gets real cold, right? So if you want to hit the slopes, you know, or you can also it's a ski mask. <laughs> yes. There's the eyes. <laughs> There we go. So, yeah. There we go. With the glasses. I love it. That's right. That is pretty obscure. So in case you want to hit up 7-Eleven and, you know, <laughs> get you a couple dollars or in case you want to hit the slopes. <laughs> Two for I'm, my special. I've had this since, like, the 90s. This is an actual original ski mask. I know people, like, make custom fashion ski masks. This is not that. This is the real deal. Yeah, that's dope. It's so funny because you don't even, yeah, I don't even think about seeing that now. Like, I don't know. Can you even just buy like the regular ones anymore? I feel like. No, they're all like high end. Yeah, right. It's crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> for anybody who out there who grew up in the 80s and 90s, you probably watched movies where people were robbing banks with these on. That was really a thing. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> but in this case, just for uh, future sponsors of the podcast, we only wear them to go skiing, snowboarding, right. those kind no, of things. Nothing else is going down. No, no. No criminal activities in these. It gets cold. Oh, out there man. Especially when you're a candlestick, you know, RIP. Yeah, man. It's been freezing down there at the games lately. I haven't been, but like, I had a couple friends that were down there that were like struggling the last couple of nights. So. That's why the attendance has been so low. They're like the game last night, there was nobody there. Yeah. I mean, that's how it is, man. You know, it's a famous Mark Twain quote, right? Like it's coldest, coldest winter ever, summer in San Francisco. San Francisco. It is no joke. No joke like, at all. It's like if you see it and it's like, oh, it's 65 during the day. That's gonna be a nice day. And then like about four o'clock, it's like 57. And then like the fog comes in, wind chill is about 32. It's wet and foggy and damp, and you're just like, let me get get me out of here. Let me get back to some, some like sunshine somewhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Seriously. It'll be 75 degrees in the daytime, and that's hot for San Francisco. But you let <laughs> yeah. it get 730. It'll go down to like 48 degrees with <laughs> yeah. wind chill totally. factor. It's like it's it's freezing now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally. All right, guys. Well, that's a pretty, pretty fun episode. Side patch talk. We'll be back with another side patch conversation in the future for sure, because I, I've, I've definitely got more to talk about. So um, I know these guys do too, but got to get out of here. We don't want to keep you too long. Thank you all for supporting us. Make sure you connect with these guys and guys, let them know how they can find you outside of the podcast. Uh, you can follow me at Keith the Sneak with two Ks on IG, follow Crown and Stitch, and you can also find me in the Sneaker Dessert Discord. Go ahead and join. Uh, at Smooth as Eggs, also Industry Special Podcast. Check it out. It's a podcast on all the streaming platforms. Hashtag Squatchy Gang, because this doesn't have one, so I had to put this one on. <laughs> right on. Uh, I'm at Nick Engvall on all the platforms, uh, at Sneaker History, at Crown and Stitch, at Exhaust Notes FM, and in the Discord, linked in the description below, wherever you're watching or listening to this. Thank you all for supporting us. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.